Before we get into today's episode, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know by now, we're here to tell you that hockey has returned to ESPN. The NHL season has started back up, and that means you can stream your team's games on ESPN+. Plus, From the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning to the brand new Seattle Kraken. Subscribe to ESPN+, Plus so you don't miss a goal. The ESPN NHL podcast with Linda Cohn and Emily Kaplan. Emily Kaplan, Linda Cohn, it's the In the Crease podcast. Linda, we have a lot to digest today. It's Wednesday as we're recording this. Unfortunately, it's a great night of hockey tonight. USA versus Canada, women's gold medal game in hockey. So pumped for it. I only say unfortunate because I wish that we could just talk about it, but we'll talk about it next week. Uh, You got Canes, Panthers, but the biggest news in the NHL is that Jack Eichel is coming back to play for the Vegas Golden Knights. He has not played in an NHL game, Linda, in 11 months. He has come back from this artificial disc replacement surgery, which has never been done on an NHL player. And, you know, this is something that he was passionate about. The Sabres didn't let him get. He's back exactly on the early timeline. And there's a lot of people saying, this is fast. Uh, Is he ready yet? I hope he has good strength. What's going to happen the first time he gets hit? What are your thoughts on what we're going to see from Jack Eichel? Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, Congratulations on just making it back to Jack Eichel. Um, Dream come true on a team that is a uh, mission is only to win a Stanley Cup and win it, you know, yesterday, right? So uh, he's found that home. That's what he's always wanted. And I think I said this to you before. I expect big things. I hope it's a gradual situation. He doesn't do too much too soon because then we may not see him. But um, he doesn't have the pressure on him. He really doesn't. I know he's been want he wanted out of Buffalo, and I'm sure Sabres fans are not all are bigger people, and they probably. Uh, wouldn't mind if he did not win a cup with Vegas. But the point is, there's no pressure. He's not wearing a C, Emily. You know, he's just expected to play he's a He's not wearing a C, Linda. But he's playing on a team that has four other Cs on it. Yeah. It has Max Pacioretty, Alex Petrangelo, Mark Stone, the actual captain. And I don't know if we've seen this collection of captains or veteran players since like the 2002 Red Wings. Yeah, and I mean, that's why he should be nice and easy go out and play his game. And I know that's the message from Pete DeBoer. I had a chance to talk with the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights during All-Star Weekend in Vegas. We looked only ahead to the second half. And he said, I don't have to tell Jack Eichel much, but I know what he can contribute. And he doesn't have to worry about anything except playing his game. And how about that? You don't, you mentioned, he hasn't played in 11 months. And just like that, he's playing against the arguably, or maybe not arguably, the best team in hockey, the Colorado Avalanche, number one. Number two, he's going to be the number one center. So he's playing on the top line after not playing for 11 months, and he will be working the number one power play unit. So they are just throwing him right into the mix, Emily, and they expect good things coming out of it. Totally. And that's the Jack Eichel perspective of it, right? That he gets exactly what he wants. He, you know, they tried to build it around him in Buffalo. It didn't work out. Longest playoff drought in the league. This kid's never been to the playoffs before. He just wants to play meaningful hockey. And he comes to a team, like you mentioned, that wanted to win the Stanley Cup yesterday. They've been in the league for five years and they feel like they're overdue for a cup. It's just mind boggling of how their expectations. Right. The window is closing to them. The window is. Closing. Yeah, exactly. 
But all of that said, they have to make ruthless decisions. And the reason that Jack Eichel is getting all of these opportunities early as the number one center on the top power play is that Mark Stone had to go on LTIR to clear the way for Jack Eichel's salary. That's really what happened. What a coincidence. What a coincidence is what everyone's going to say. And look, I have a lot of thoughts on this matter. We've heard the complaints before. All of last year when the Tampa Bay Lightning did it with Nikita Kucherov, didn't play the entire regular season, rehab for hip surgery. Oh, conveniently ready for the playoffs and looks awesome. We've seen it with Patrick Kane and the Blackhawks, one of the years they won the Stanley Cup. And the truth is, all of these general managers are doing exactly what is written in the collective bargaining agreement that's agreed by the players and the owners. The NHL, they investigated the Kucherov situation. They said, okay, like, let's just make sure this guy's actually heard and they're not just doing it as salary cap circumvention. They were fine with it. And when Vegas did this this time, Kelly McCrimmon comes up there and he gives a press conference where he's all of a sudden giving all of this evidence. You can tell he goes, Mark Stone has had back issues dating back to last season. Right. Mark Stone has not played in back-to-back games this season because it's been so difficult for him to rehab. He has seen 12 specialists across North America. And you get the sense that he has these facts ready because he knows the questions are coming. Meanwhile, another guy is still shelved for the Vegas Golden Knights. And that's Alec Martinez, such an important defenseman for them, uh, Linda. And the situation with Alex, Alec is weird because he left a game in mid-November with a face laceration and he hasn't been seen since. He has a $5.25 million salary, which just can't fit in the salary cap uh, right now. So they'd have to make a move. And um, we don't know when he's going to come back. And Kelly McCrimmon was defensive about that too. He said, this is a guy that last year was getting his foot frozen off. Didn't even take a step, was getting so much treatment and played the entire Stanley Cup playoffs with that injury. Trust me, he would be knocking on the door if he was healthy. We just don't know what's wrong with him, but this looms as a mystery with this team. And I know there's going to be a lot of skeptics about that too. Yeah, conspiracy theories are running rampant around the Vegas Golden Knights. And then you have your guy, uh, bigger picture, and you got to be concerned if this is a nagging situation with Robin Leonard uh, out with that upper body injury. And Kelly McCrimmon was also asked, and he was quick to poo-poo it and downplay it when asked if Marc-Andre Fleury could be coming back to the Vegas Golden Knights. And he basically flat out didn't even blink an eye when he said, no, uh, there's no credence to those rumors. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, obviously big part of the franchise, not coming back. But in all seriousness, Emily, if this persists with Robin Leonard, I mean, that's a problem. They're going to have to get some goaltending depth if they indeed want to, uh, say, mission accomplished and win a Stanley Cup. You're right about Robin Lanner, Linda, like they need goaltending help if he's going to be sidelined. I hope he's back soon. If not, he makes $5 million. That's on LTIR. They can go get a goalie. There'll be a few available. I just want to go back for a second, though, to this conversation, though, about cap circumvention, because it's going to keep coming up. And I feel like people are barking up the wrong tree, honestly. It's in the CBA. That's not changing and left enough owners bark at the players and they go and amend it. What I think we really need in the NHL is a luxury tax. I think that Gary Bettman was so focused on making everything fair and parody is his favorite word that he didn't want to introduce it in the past. But looking at the modern NHL and how diverse the markets is, having a luxury tax would A, eliminate some of these situations and B, reward teams that want to spend and go and do these things and get the Jack Eichels of the world because that's entertainment. You know, it's a great point you brought up and I'm not smart enough to comment on it. But I trust your judgment, Emily, and anything that can improve the situation where teams are just taking advantage of, like you called it, the agreement says it can. And until they change it, 
You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look down on Vegas for doing what they're doing. Uh, they have a bigger picture, but the only thing I'll I'll say, they they have a big enough lead, but you got to be careful how many people you put on that list of LTIR because, you know, the Calgary Flames don't sleep on the Calgary Flames. They have passed Vegas. They're in first place. You know, unless something changes by next week when we speak again, it's going to be. I truly believe neck and neck. It's going to be a big race for that division. Between those and two, and they teams. go out and got Tyler Toffoli right. because they feel like they see it. They're like, "Oh right. wow, we're they're right not on. waiting." Exactly, they weren't waiting till the trade deadline. They're like, "That guy is going to be, you know, a top guy to get us right now." So they went out and got him now, and they're not messing around. And he scored his first goal, um, you know, on Tuesday night as a flame, and and you could see the joy in his face of being, you know, being with his team. But um, so that's the only thing you always have to be careful about. Um, you know, and I don't, so what I was going to say about with Vegas, so we'll see how that plays out. They're not morons running that organization. They'll know what to do. They'll know what they have to go out and get, but just be careful with the goaltending situation. Now, you know, speaking, as long as we're talking about the Pacific division, um, you know, finally, I forgot, I can't keep track of our podcast and when we do them, but, uh, I was, uh, very happy when finally the Edmonton Oilers made the move and got rid of Dave Tippett and they promoted Jay Woodcroft. And, yeah, I don't think we've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, okay, cool. So let's talk about it. I mean, um, it always takes a few games to get used to someone, especially it's not like he was part of the uh, coaching staff of Tippett. He was in the AHL. You know, I know he, they know of him and they're familiar with him and all of that. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, it still looked like when I watched the game in L.A. last night and the way they kept being resilient and they pulled out a victory against the Kings, it's a tough place to win lately, um, crypto, the crypt, crypto.com arena. And uh, they found a way to win that game and get contributions from everybody, including good goaltending by Mike Smith. We're making timely saves. And now we hear Koskinen is out of COVID protocol. So that's good. But I, I mean, I still think Ken Holland needs a goaltender. I'll keep just like I want to tip it out. I've been banging that home and he got out. Linda, it would be malpractice on the job if he doesn't get Well, one. yeah. I mean, what else does he has to see? I mean, do it for these guys. But they, there was like extreme joy uh, with that team. Uh, you know, so that that was really good to see there. But um, I'm loving these races, Emily. Really big picture. Yeah. You know, I just want to talk about that joy, though, for a second, Linda, because that's such a great point. And it reminds me of a conversation I had with a Canucks player. Um, it was right I don't know, maybe a week or two after Bruce Brudeau got there and they were winning. And I was like, you guys look like you're having so much fun again. Like there was all this pressure taken off. Right. I was like, yeah, there was. And I was like, do you think that's why you're playing so well? And he goes, yeah, I think so. But I also think we all just want to audition for him because we want more ice time. Right. And there's also that bump when you get a new coach where everyone is just trying to, you know, show off and kind of be the teacher's pet. Yeah. Say, I have a clean slate with this guy. I can, you know, carve my new reputation with him and carve my new role. Yeah, I'll give you an example of that. So last night's game, which was Tuesday night as we speak, um, it was, I saw players going the extra mile. The typical example was when the Kings had the, pulled the goalie and put in an extra attacker in the final minute. Uh, there were guys really battling in the corners. The puck was loose around the net in front of Mike Smith. The puck somehow finds Drew Doughty right? Who they had a big celebration for playing 1000 games and all that before he's all alone in front. Tyson Barry out of nowhere 
gets his stick in the way of Dowdy, pokes the puck away. Dowdy would have tied up the game and scored right there. And then it sent Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman in on a two-on-one, and it would basically put the game away with an empty net goal. That's the kind of stuff I have not seen. Great example. You know, that kind of thing. And that's and when this happens, there's a momentum, right? There's a momentum of one guy saying, hey, look at that play that he did. And it's just a domino effect. And they're all going all out. So um, they're a goalie away <laughs> from making us really feel like they could be Stanley Cup contenders. Because, you know, you, you equate it to what went on in the NFL with the Cincinnati Bengals. And nobody expected that team, okay, to get to a, to a Super Bowl. But that they played well when it mattered most, except for the last quarter and a half of the Super Bowl. But you see my, my point. You could leave a team for dead in any professional sports league, but they can surprise you. And a lot of us have left the Oilers for dead, but maybe this is just the start of something really cool. Uh, this is why I love talking to you. It's always been in the positives. <laughs> the start of something really cool. Okay, speaking of the start of something, I don't know if it's really cool. We're finally getting visuals in Arizona of what that new arena next year is going to look like for the Coyotes. As a refresher, they don't have a home. They got kicked out of Glendale. They're hoping for a big proposal and Tempe will come through. And in the meantime, for three years, they've agreed to go to Arizona State University, which has a 5,000 seat capacity. And um, there's so many people who are saying, is this really happening? Is an NHL team really playing there? And the answer is yes. And the, the only explanation for it, Linda, that I can find is that Gary Bettman believes the Arizona Coyotes are his Sunbelt baby and he will do anything to protect them and make it work. And he makes certain exceptions for that team that I don't think he would for anyone else. I mean, think of how upset he's been at Canada for the attendance restrictions they've had for all of those arenas. And then he's going to have this attendance restriction force for the next three years when hopefully we're out of this pandemic. It doesn't really add up and it definitely isn't all um, parallel. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The optics are bad. Okay. So I know Arizona is Batman's baby, but the optics are bad, but at least they'll always have standing room only. And it would be super embarrassing if they don't sell out every home game with a 5,000 seat arena. And it's just sad. I, I always feel sorry for the players, but I do will say this though. I would rather if I'm a player, if I'm a Clayton Keller, okay, really the face of the franchise. And I'd rather see every seat filled in a 5,000 seat arena then look around and think I'm playing in a high school league where a big arena with hardly anyone there. So I, right. I mean, I, I, that's how you got to look a at cool environment. Yeah. And it's temporary, Emily, it's temporary. And that's the other thing. Three years is a long time. Uh, I know, but you got to build the right. If you build it, they will come. You can only hope. It's just funny to me because the NHL is such a gate driven league that it needs the revenue from people who come in to that point. On Friday, I've got a really exciting game. It's Florida Panthers versus Minnesota Wild. It's in Minnesota. And I was just smiling to myself because I was supposed to be in between the benches for that game. And then we got a call that because it's a makeup game, the Wild weren't prepared for our broadcast. Oh. And they sold those tickets between the benches. So I was stuck behind the Zamboni instead. Um, and it just shows, though, that every seat matters to a lot of NHL teams, especially those premium ones. You're going to peek your little head out from behind the Zamboni. How are we going to see you? What's this whole, you know, I know that area. There's not a lot of room. You know what? There's a, there, I'll make it work, Linda. I'll make it work. <laughs> I'll have a really good eyes on that corner. I think you should have the Zamboni stay there and you should do your reports 
on top of the Zamboni. Yeah, I think it should, uh, my admission there should include a Zamboni ride. I think I should demand that. Work on that. You know, and, and by the way, that wouldn't be as crazy. You mentioned it's, it's really, and oh, by the way, it's a great game. Panthers against the Wild. You know, you can make a case that the Wild is one of those teams that going into the season, we knew they'd be good, but could they go to a Stanley Cup final, right? As we talked about, as I mentioned, the Bengals of the NFL, you know, they could put it all together at the right time. They got the great goaltending. You know, they got a core group. They got guys we really like, like, and we'll hopefully someday get them on our podcast. Uh, you know, the, the Marcus Bellinos, the Matt Dumbas, guys like that. My guy, Matt Zuccarello. You know, they, they have guys that want to win. They have an amazing coach in Dean Everson. And so, uh, you know, we're all talking, hey, Florida, we're not going to be shocked if they're in the final. But I'm not going to be shocked if Minnesota finds a way, finds a path. I, I totally agree with you. They're so fun right now. They're fast. Um, they're skilled. Like these are not words that we would use about the Minnesota wild any of the last four to five years. And I didn't even mention Kaprizov. So you didn't mention Kaprizov because that's what I was going to mention is I watched their <laughs> game the other night and there was two things that stuck out to me. One, Matt Boldy had a hat trick and it was just like, this kid just looks so comfortable and confident in the NHL. I think he's a real scorer. Um, and I think he's going to be a real deal, but two, the chemistry between Kaprizov and Zuccarello yeah. is some of the best of any one-two tandem in the league. It is so thrilling to watch. Yeah, it's really fun. I love it. And, you know, you think about guys that can really pass the puck, and that's what Zook is and always has been, even his time with the New York Rangers. He's so good at passing that puck. You know, there. You know, you could think about 10 guys right off the top of your head, I bet. You know, Artemi Panarin's another guy, right? Johnny Gaudreau knows how to, believe it or not, not only can shoot, but he is great at, at passing the puck, you know, threading the needle. I find that fascinating, the way these guys, through traffic, you know, can lay a perfect pass on a guy's stick. I know they're paid to do it. I know they're expected to do it, but I'm still wowed by it. I am so with you. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited for this game because this team is a wow team. Um, but the Florida Panthers are too. Like, I, I think it's hilarious that, you know, I'm going to sit down with Bill Zito. They have practice on Thursday. So I'm going to get there early and I'm hopefully going to get some information about what he's looking for at the trade deadline. But what from I've heard from other teams is that they're all in and they're even looking at forwards for more scoring. And I'm like, the Florida Panthers need more scoring? <laughs> like, question, just- yeah, here's what I know you'll probably ask them a bevy of different things. Yeah. And of course, the, the GM of the Panthers we're talking about. Um, you know, does it do it? Does he need more guys that are like those sandpaper guys that are great in the postseason? The guys like the Lightning have, right? Yeah. You know, those kind of guys. I know the Lightning lost a few of those guys uh, last offseason, but we all know those are the guys, those fourth liners, the third liners that grind it out. Do they have enough of those guys? It's a great question. They've got Joe Thornton, and he definitely plays that role of like, been there, done that. I've seen things in the playoffs, but. I think that's what gives the lightning or a team like the blues when they want, or even the caps of the three most recent winners, that X factor is it is those sandpaper guys, like you said. So I will ask him that. It's a great question, Linda. All right, good. Cause that's what I'm concerned about, you know, because we, they all need it. It's a different game in the postseason. I don't have to tell you. Um, and I mean, that's how, you know, other teams are looking to improve. Cause I always look, that's why I think the wild is a good, what, how they're built is built for the postseason. I say that about the Nashville Predators, okay? They could use a few more scores, but their core group is basically built for the postseason from goaltender to the center to the great defenseman, right? Um, 
you know, listen, I know we're both fans, but you can't sleep on the Rangers. I know they find themselves in third place, but with that talent, uh, I, I just, they amaze me. They are winning games. They used to lose Tuesday night against the Boston Bruins. Typical example, the way they, they, they rallied to get for their goaltender, you know, who was knocked down by Craig Smith and they, just been a different story with Gallant and the addition of Ryan Reeves. They, after everything that went down last year, is such a completely different team, led by that goaltender, led by Adam Fox, led by Zabinijan and Panarin. I mean, and Kreider. Um, that's an interesting race in the Metro. Penguins, Carolina, Rangers hold the top three spots. That keeps interchanging. I think what Pittsburgh is doing, and congrats, shout out to Sid, 500th goal Tuesday night. But that core group, when you talk about core groups of core groups, that's the one with Malkin, Latang, and Sid. Uh, this could be it. This is, could be their, their last run together. But that race in the Metro is amazing to me. It is so much fun to watch. That and the Pacific are my two favorite races right now. Pacific's wild. All teams ex except for the Kraken have a chance. All teams are within like 11 points of each other except for the Kraken. Yes, which I'll be in Seattle, by the way, uh, by the next week. Islanders, Kraken. Hey, it's on the schedule. I'll be between the benches in Seattle. Uh, two disappointing teams, two teams not going to the playoffs. My focus there is who's going to be available on the Islanders. Lou Lamorello taking calls, a lot of calls on Matt Barzell. That's not happening. He's not going anywhere. But if I'm if I'm Lou, I'm saying everybody else is available. Everyone except Barzell is available. It's going to be interesting what they do because that's the one team that really has very few leaks. Uh, no one knows what's going on in Lou Lamarillo's office and in his inner circle. So we shall find out. The trade deadline chatter is definitely heating up because you saw it. Once Defoli got traded to the Calgary Flames, I felt like that kind of opened the floodgates. You're going to see Ben Chirot, once he's healthy, get traded soon. You're going to see a lot of these guys moved. We'll probably talk about that more next week. Um, I feel yeah. like we're going to have clarity. In the meantime, you know what? Again, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, how that's heating up the Toffoli deal. Because I think the guys on the Kraken, like the Yanni Gord, that's the kind of guy I'm saying would be great on Florida. This is a kind of player that I'm talking about that makes an impact in, uh, in the playoffs, has the experience, battle-tested, produces, agitates, scores. I like that guy. That's a top prize prospect that will likely be available um, because the Kraken will, like, you know, I'm sure Ron Francis will try to get the most possible, of course, who wouldn't. Um, but that is interesting. Do you remember, was it last year, Emily, where, you know, uh, the trade deadline, you know, everyone has the eight hour shows. I know they do that in Canada, you know, TSN, Sportsnet. We're going to have one on ESPN. It oh, we're going to have hours. one on ESPN. Thank the Lord. Great. It might be five. All right. But I hate when all the deals are done before that big day. And so you're sitting around for the five or eight hours and you're like, uh, what's left? And you only get like maybe a handful of deals. We'll see how how many GMs wait till the last possible moment. Yeah, it's interesting because because of the way deals are structured, the earlier you take a guy on, the more of a salary you can take. So you still yeah. should get some deals that come down to the wire from teams that are really strapped against the cap. But um, I do get the sense that a lot of teams want to get their business done early. So it's going to be exciting few weeks, Linda. It's going to start on Friday night, ESPN Plus, Minnesota Wild hosting the Florida Panthers. 
and uh, we'll chat next week. Sounds good. And don't forget, every night after the games in the crease, I'm hosting Wednesday night, Thursday night, every night after all the games. Best place to see the highlights on ESPN+. And if Plus. you miss it at night, which I often do, it's always available in the morning for your That's morning right. walk. Like I always take you around my neighborhood with me, Linda. You don't know that <laughs> in the mornings. I'm listening to you. Love it. Uh, make sure I wear a jacket. It's cold in Chicago. <laughs> when you're so cold. Okay, before we let you go, we want you all to go please check out Swagoo and Perk, a new ESPN podcast led by its namesake host, former NFL veteran and analyst Marcus Spears, he's Swagoo, and NBA champion and analyst Kendrick Perkins. Perk! With new episodes every Tuesday morning, Spears and Perkins will bring listeners the latest NBA and NFL news, as well as a look inside their lives career journey with can't-miss conversations and welcome in top sports and celebrity guests. That's Swagoo and Perk. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.